Hello and welcome to One and Done, the podcast all about first and last date horror stories. So allow me to introduce myself. Who am I? My name's Natalie. I'm 24 years old. I'm living in New York. I'm working. I'm going to school. I'm in graduate school right now. You know, I'm doing the thing. What are my qualifications for having this podcast? Number one, I talk too much. A lot. I talk a lot. My friends and my family, I just, I feel bad for them. I'm just constantly talking their ear off. My roommate, Lizzie, shout out to her. I'll just come home from work. She's in the kitchen and I'll just start word vomiting all over her. She has to listen to me passionately rant, passionately rant about God knows what for like at least a solid 30 minutes. Um, so I don't know, maybe this podcast, having this outlet, will help with that and do all my loved ones a favor. We'll see. My other qualifications, and I guess the more important one, you know, with the theme of the podcast, is that I've been on a concerning amount of one-and-done dates. A concerning amount. I really want to drive that home. So basically, a one-and-done date, meaning like I'll go out with them one time, um, and then I'll never see that person again. So because of this, I have a lot of wild stories of these said dates. And because I love talking, you know, this just seems like a match made in heaven. So what can you expect from one and done? First and foremost, you can expect me sharing said dating stories. You know, I'll have guests, likely my friends, um, who will share their one and done stories Maybe I'll have some successful people in relationships talk to me. Like, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see about that. Um, because, like, maybe they can advise me, you know, on, like, why this keeps happening to me. I would like to know. And then maybe one day, this is thinking big, and I don't have enough confidence, so don't hold me to this. But maybe one day I'll talk to some of my one and dones. You know, that could be fun. Um, and then we'll just we'll talk about dating in general and how it's, it's terrible. We'll talk about how dating is terrible. So why now? What made me decide to have this podcast now? So I've had this idea for a really long time, actually. Um, and I was at work and I was talking to some of my coworkers and we were just talking about dating as a whole, you know, and I was telling them about this idea and I expressed the concern that having this out there might mean that no one will want to date me because why would they want to date me when I have a podcast all about how much I hate dating and I share the details of all my awful dates? Um, so I used to be like, oh, I got to get married before I make this podcast. But like the clock's a ticking and I have no significant other. So what can you do? So I was telling my coworker. Uh, my coworkers about this idea and about this fear that I have. And then one of my coworkers said something that was like kind of life-changing. She was like, maybe people who know about your podcast will see it as like a fun little challenge and then they'll want to be your last one and done and they'll take you on like a fantastic date. And that was life-changing. Um, even though like I know that my original fear like realistically is more likely to occur but like I prefer to have my head in the clouds here you know what I'm saying um and hope that someone will come along and hear my podcast and truly want to woo me I want to be wooed 
So, okay, there's also the issue, like, I'm think I'm I'm spiraling a little bit, like, I'm acknowledging that, but there's also the issue that someone will want to achieve the opposite of wooing me, and they'll purposely take me on a terrible date, but I'm like, I'm not going to entertain that because, uh, you know what I'm saying? So, like, goodbye. Goodbye to her. Goodbye to that idea. I'm shooing her away. Shoo-shoo. Um, yeah. So... Why don't we get into why we're really here? Why don't we get into and talk about the real meat and potatoes of this podcast? The bad dating stories. So I figured for this first episode, I would start light. Um, and I, you know, I'm going to share one of these like more lighthearted stories. And hopefully someone will find some joy in the way I've suffered. Okay, let's do it. So heads up. I've said so, so, I've, had, I've said so, so many times so far. Whoa. Okay. Wow. Um, but, changed up. I won't be using real names. Heads up. I'm going to refer to this guy, this first guy, as Justin Bieber. And, you know, soon you'll see why I'm calling him Justin Bieber. But for this story, I'm going to be calling him Justin. So, I meet Justin online on this app called JSwipe, which is a Jewish dating app for those of you who don't know. And it's like super Jewish when you swipe, then you like make a match, you know? It goes like mazel tov. So it, it's a pretty Jewish dating app. But Justin and I text for a day, not even. Um, and he invites me to a baseball game, like a Mets game. And he's like, I have two tickets because um, my friend ditched me. So let's go tonight. Okay, so, a few things. One, I feel like second fiddle, but that's not even the main thing. Um, it's mostly that, like, I just felt like a Mets game is a lot for a first date. A first date, whoa. Like, maybe, probably, honestly. <laughs> um, I feel like it's a lot because I've had so many bad first dates, so I can't, like, imagine sitting in that stadium with this guy for hours with no escape and, like, it's going poorly, you know? So, like, if we were to get dinner or a drink, like, you know, at a bar, whatever, um, you can leave dinner or drinks early. You can just, like, leave out the bar. But if you needed to, you can't really escape a baseball game. Like, I can't just be like, I'm out of here, you know? Um, I'd be stuck. And I don't want to be stuck. So, basically, I'm all for doing an activity on the first date. But I need a shorter activity. Or an activity that I can easily escape. So I'm like, baseball, not my thing. Sorry, Justin. And he's like, okay, no problem, which is like sweet. And he's like, let's talk on the phone. And we can set up a time. And that's that. And we don't go to the baseball game. And I promise I'm getting to the juicy part. So he calls me on the phone, which I, I like. I like that he called me on the phone. I like talking to guys on the phone before first date. Um, And... I used to think not, like, I used to think that was pointless. I used to be like, oh, talking on the phone, like, that's kind of dumb because how much can I know over the phone, um, which is true. Like, you can't actually know a lot over the phone. But since I've started going out with some peculiar characters, I've learned that while you can't truly get to know a person over the phone, you can definitely rule a person out over the phone. Um, I've had some ridiculous phone calls and... 
you know, I'm thankful for those phone calls because it saved me a lot of time. So maybe I'll make an episode one day in the future about some ridiculous phone calls that I've had, but that's a future episode. So basically, Justin calls me. We chat for a bit. It's good. It's a good talk, you know. I like talking to him. I'm excited for our first date. Um, and we decide to go to some gelato place, which is cute. Like, I'm I'm excited, you know. So he says that he has a car and that he's going to be picking me up. And I'm like, oh, my God, yay. I love chivalry. So I'm, I'm excited overall. Cut to the date. He shows up for this date like he either just woke up or just got back from the gym. He's wearing these like ratty old sweatpants and like a white like Hanes t-shirt. You know, like I don't know why I like specified the brand. Like I don't know. Maybe it was Fruit of the Loom, you know. Um, but yeah, he's wearing these like really old sweatpants and a white t-shirt and I'm like dressed casually, you know, like I'm down if you want to wear those sweatpants, but like get some nicer ones at least. And also, okay, I'm not like financially shaming the man. Like I also have no money, but just like the man had a good job. He had a good job. Um, and he could afford sweatpants that weren't 10 years old with holes in them. Um, and the, the fact that he had money was very evident by his obnoxious car. And, like, I don't know cars at all. But he has this bright blue sports car where the doors flap open real fancy. And he has a customized license plate. A customized license plate. A customized license plate is the biggest red flag. Also, like, instead of customizing this plate, just, like, go to H&M and get yourself some new pants. Like, I, I don't know. Um, and also I'm not going to lie. I don't remember exactly what the customized license plate said, but I remember it was something super douchey, like money, you know? Okay. So we get into the car and I quickly learn that this car is the love of my guy's life. Like the absolute love of my guy's life. Like I'm like, should I just go home? Like, you know, like I'm never going to compete with the vehicle. He doesn't stop talking about the car. He loves going to car shows. He's wanted this car for forever. He's in love. And I, I like love that for him. Like, go off. But we can't only talk about the car. You know? We gotta talk about something else. Um, he's also like revving the engine, you know? Like revving the engine. And I, I just hate that. I hate that. It's so obnoxious. And I, I just didn't like it. Bad vibes. Don't rev the engine. Okay. So we rev the engine all the way to the gelato place, and then we order. We sit at these tables that are, like, outside, you know, and we're chilling. We're chatting. The conversation is fine. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm, I got the gelato in my mouth, my last spoonful. It's, it's scraping my tongue, you know? And he just goes, are you ready to go? And I'm like, okay, like, what? We were only sat there for, like, 30 minutes, so I'm, I'm taking it back. Um, we just finished eating. It's an outdoor spot. People are hanging out. People are chilling. So it's not like we had to leave because of the place. Like it wouldn't have been rude if we would have stayed when we were done eating, but like he wants to go, he wants to dip. Um, and I'm, I'm like respect, you know, I assume he's not having a great time. I don't know why I'm not going to argue with him. I get up. It's fine. Whatever. We'll go home. You'll rev your engine back to my apartment, you know? So we start walking to the corner. Um, like I said, I assume the date's over. But then he just, like, pauses at the corner, and he's like, oh, uh, what do we do now? I'm like, what? Like, I'm confused. Because if you wanted to do something after the gelato place, then, like, have a plan. Like, why did we rush out of the gelato place? Like, we were on fire. Like, someone was chasing us. 
Like, why didn't we at least figure this out while we were sitting, you know, if we wanted to do something after? Um, so we're, like, awkwardly standing at the corner. And this man is, he starts Googling things to do near me. Like, okay. Again, I don't need an activity, but, like, we could have just stayed and talked at the gelato place. Um, but now it's, like, awkward. And I want to help him out, but, like, I don't know what to do either. So he finally goes, why don't we take a walk in the park? Okay, a walk in the park would be cute if it was the middle of the day and not 10 p.m. Like, I, I don't know you, man. This isn't, like, okay, I want to talk about this also in the future. Um, how men don't understand the experiences of women and, like, how their anxieties are different than theirs, you know? So one time, like, I had, I'm, I'm going to go off for a second. We're going to say bye to Justin for, like, a brief second because I want to touch on this. So I had this guy one time flex that he walks anywhere at any time of the day. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm just, I, it's 1 a.m. and I'm walking wherever I want. And I'm like, oh, no, like, I don't do that, you know, because, like, I don't want to die. Um, and he assumes that I'm, like, lazy. Like, he starts to tease me. He's like, oh, really? Like, oh, uh, you take an Uber? I'm like, bro, yeah, if it's 1 a.m., I'm taking an Uber. Like, I'm not risking my life. And it's like... I'm not lazy. Like, I just don't want to get murdered. Like, I am lazy, but, like, that's not applicable here. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm tabling that. We'll, we'll probably talk about that date in the future because that was also a crazy date. But whatever. Back to Justin. So Justin wants to walk alone in some abandoned park at night. Um, and I'm like, no thanks. Like, I'd rather not. And, like, whatever. Also, okay. Another tangent. This is, like, kind of messed up because I feel bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel bad that I don't want to go to the abandoned park because I'm kind of like, oh, I'm not easygoing. Like, I won't go, to, I wouldn't go to this Mets game with him. And now, like, I won't go to this sketchy park. And like, oh, like, I'm not acting like a chill and easygoing gal right now, you know? And then I feel guilty. But like, also screw that. Like, screw that. Okay. So, we walk back to this car. We walk back to the car that he's addicted to. And we're going to drive back to my apartment. Okay. So, then he just, okay, sorry. I keep saying okay because this next part is still flabbergasting. This man asks me if I want to sing. Um, he straight up was like, want to sing. And I'm, I'm caught off guard because I'm not down for carpool karaoke. It is not carpool karaoke time for me. So I make a joke about how I'm tone deaf. I'm like, uh, you don't want to hear me sing. I'm so tone deaf, which is true. Like very true. Like I can't. I can't do We Will Rock You. You know what I'm saying? Like, we will, we will rock you. Like, I can't clap We Will Rock You and sing We Will Rock You simultaneously. Here, wait. I'm putting my mic down. You're going to listen. Ready? I'm going to just figure out how to do it. We will, we will rock you. Rock you. How was that? I feel like that was honestly some of my best work. Okay. We were on a tangent that we don't need to be on. Um, yeah, he asked me if I want to sing. Um, and I'm caught off guard because I'm not down to sing, you know? But he starts driving. He puts on his Spotify playlist and we're chatting. He's like, oh, I love all different styles of music. You know, like, I'm not confined to one genre. And that's cool. Like, good for you, you know? Um, and the first song comes on. And my guy takes this as an opportunity to sing his heart out to me. Sing his heart out. And not in a joking way. Like, definitely not in a joking way. In a very serious, 
heart and soul type of way that is filled with passion. Sorry, I dropped the phone and I'm leaning back for this one because I'm so shook by his song choice. I want you to guess a song. His name is Justin. Are you thinking Baby by Justin Bieber? No, that would be incorrect. He sings Lonely by Justin Bieber. Do you know that song? The one that goes, I'm so lonely. That song, he sings that song to me. Um, put a finger down if you've ever been serenaded by Lonely by Justin Bieber. I hope you have all your fingers up right now. I wish I had my fingers up right now, but they are not up. They are down. So, this is awkward. I'm staring at the window. I'm trying not to laugh. I want to die. Um, like, what are you supposed to do? You know, and I feel like everyone kind of has this fear of, like, being sung to, you know, and it was, like, happening. And also, because I go on all these terrible first dates, like, as this is happening, I'm literally, like, uh, another one for the books, Another one for the books. Like, I don't know why this is happening to me. I don't know why I'm being serenaded right now. But we continue home in the car that he's obsessed with. The story doesn't end here. I wish it ended here, but the story doesn't end here. So we're we're going home. We're in the car. He's, we start driving through this tunnel. Um, and he just goes, oh, like, I love driving through tunnels, which is fair. Go off. Good for you. And then he goes, do you want to know why I love driving through tunnels? And I'm like, why do you love driving through tunnels, sir? He responds by flooring it. He goes pedal to the metal. My head flies back, like flies back to the, to, hits the seat. I'm getting full on whiplash. My life is flashing before my eyes. And I start just, I'm screaming for him to stop. And I'm not like, mm, stop. I'm like, stop, stop. Like I'm yelling for him to stop. And he finally stops, you know, and he like laughs and he's like, thinks I'm joking around. And I'm like, I'm not joking around. Um, finally, we make it home. I dip. I'm out of the car quickly. I'm like, bye. Have a good one. Whatever. Uh, um, I never want to see him again because I almost died, you know. And then he texts me and says that he has a great time and wants to go out on a second date. And, uh, you know, I said no because I feel like I barely made it out of that one by the skin of my teeth. Thought I was gonna die. Um, so I'm like, you're great. I don't wanna go out again, but thank you, you know? And yeah, that's the first there. That's the end of the first story that I'm sharing on the One and Done podcast. And I hope you really liked it. Um, it was really therapeutic sharing it, you know? And I'm excited to do this. I'm excited to do it again. So I hope you enjoyed listening. I hope you found some humor in my suffering. I hope you didn't relate, but it is kind of comforting if you did relate. And yeah, have a good one, my friends, and I'll see you for another episode.